And then we went to one home. He is a blind man, and he had a testimony. He had to work for us. So that was really cool to be a part of and just what he had to say to us. And, um, and we, me and Justin got to go to the pastor's conference. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so we, we got to, um, we were honored to go to the uh, Pastors and Leaders Conference in Chicali. Um, it was about a four-hour drive outside of my own. It was a very remote place. Uh, didn't know if we were going to make it there or not. Uh, it is, the roads are, they're a little bit rougher than Louisiana, but not not too, too much rougher, but, um, you know, we were kind of, playing chicken with uh, buses and stuff, but we, we got there on time. We had we had a trailer in the back full of mattresses, and uh, we almost we had a close call there, almost uh, ran right straight in the back of somebody, and we, uh, when we got to the, to the conference, well, we noticed there was a tire missing. <laughs> so, uh, so just thank God we, uh, yeah, thank God we uh, were just carrying, you know, mattresses. So, uh, but it was it was just an honor just uh just to be a small part of that and just to see you know the legacy that um, Jerry and Jenna have and you know all their um their hard work and their sowing into the into the nation of Botswana and just you know just seeing the the fruit of that you know in these pastures and um how they are winning souls in the Okavango Delta um it's like I said it was just a very uh, I was very honored to you know just be just to have a small part of it. Um, so Emily just basically explained the video that you guys are about to see. Um, you know, it, it didn't happen unless there's a video. So, uh, so here we go. Light, lights, camera, action.
Amen. A little bit longer video than last year, but we had double the people, so it's a good problem to have. Amen. All right, I'm gonna start calling out people. Izzy, you wanna go? All right, come on. And then we have people that sent in videos that are not here, so uh, y'all just let me know if I'm missing somebody. Okay. So hey, everybody. Um, so. I'm going to talk a little bit about my testimony of going into Africa. So if y'all didn't know, last year I had the opportunity. I was supposed to go last year, but my passport didn't come in on time. And I was really upset about it because I was like, why couldn't I go? Like, why did I have to stay home and let everyone else be able to go do, like, what I was called to do? And at Discovery Camp this or I mean, at YFN this year, I really just focused in on my touch with God and just thought about my calling more and I was like this is where I'm supposed to be so I got fueled up for camp and I was on fire I was doing good and I went out to Africa and that's exactly what I did I got to be able to go into the orphanage Lorado house and just I got to love on those kids I mean y'all if y'all were there y'all just know how much those kids are mean to me now they were all part of my life, and oh, it was just so great there. And I made so many new friends, and I want to—I I love that place. And if if y'all feel like y'all are called to go, please do it. It's like, it's it's just it just changes your life, really. It really just puts something on your heart, and it's just like, this is where you're supposed to be, and I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm gonna talk about my, a little bit of my favorite parts there. Um, so we went on the safari, right? I didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of it. It was really cold and I was tired, but you know what I did really like? What, what animal did I like? The donkeys. I was obsessed with donkeys. I loved the goats, but just like, even if I saw a giraffe, I wasn't even excited about it. Like if I saw a donkey, I'd be like, Emily can vouch for me. I'd be like, donkey! And she'd be like, oh my gosh, why are you so obsessed with donkeys? I have no idea why I was obsessed with donkeys either. Like, I even saw a lion and everything. Nah, donkey. Um, donkey. Um, I was a, I'm definitely want to go back because I didn't get to experience going into the schools, and that was something that I really, really wanted to do. But I know that I'll have so much more opportunities in the future because I am called to the nations. So I know that I'll have the opportunity to go back there because that's like my home now. Like that's like my second home. It's where I feel at home and where I feel like I can serve and be truly myself and change people's lives. And we got to go out into the public and do evangelism. Oh, that was so cool. I got to like talk to so many people. I learned the language, do me long, you know. I ever forgot what that was. Was that like hello or goodbye? It was hello? Yeah, I remember it. I just don't remember what it meant. Um, do, do my long. Anyways. But, yeah, that was super fun. I got to pray over people. Um, specifically, my favorite part of the evangelism is we went to the first house, and this, I, I, this lady was like, my feet hurt. I can't walk. And I was like, can I pray over your feet? And uh, she was like, yes, of course. And I just prayed over her feet, and it just... It reminded me of how Jesus washed the people's feet. And 
it really just felt like, it just felt like I was following in his footsteps. And it was just so good. I'm trying, I'm not, I'm trying not to get emotional right now because I miss it a lot. But I will definitely be going back. And yeah, that's my testimony. Right. So we have Mike and Kaylin that went with us. They're not here today. Uh, they are the, Mike and Kaylin, are, they're the directors over the Dotson location. Okay. So we're going to play their videos. And then after that, I'm going to ask, is Tiffany here? Okay. I'm going to ask T Tiffany to come up after that. Hey, we couldn't be there this morning, but I wanted to talk to y'all and let y'all know how our trip was with the team from your church. And it was uh, an amazing experience to go across the world and share the love of Christ. Um, it's a really cool thing to see what they have going on over there at the Village Church with Jerry and Jana. Um, they really spent a lot of time and effort and sweat in that area building up the ministry that they've got going on, and that was so awesome. Um, it was really neat for me to be over there and go out to the communities and see people um, who I thought were in need. Because looking at people over here, what they have and what they don't have, the American we go over there. Um, we pray for people. Go into this one house, and uh, the lady's got two children with infirmities, you know. And, and the one little girl, her hands kind of pulled up, and she just wants to come and touch and love on me, and she just enjoyed it so much when I prayed for her. Then her brother came up. On his back, and his little son. And uh, I felt led to ask, you know, what do you need from God before I pray for him? It just got all over me when he said, I just want to serve him more. I just want to serve God better. And me looking at them and there's dirt everywhere and the electricity not so good. And, some of them don't have plenty of water and they have to deliver it in trucks. I thought they needed so much. To them, they don't need anything. For me, that was the biggest game changer for me in my life, to go over there and see that struggle actually does make us better. It makes us better people, better Christians. Um, Really a touching experience for that to have happened. So much happened over there, I can't cover it all, but I do know that uh, in leaving there, uh, I've uh, made a lot of lifelong friends, and uh, I'm definitely interested in going back and seeing what God's going to do next time. Uh, and me being from the background of Team Challenge, uh, they had, uh, we found out they had a real need over there for rehabs, uh, any type of uh, uh, drug rehab type of stuff over there because they don't have any. And uh, 
Since leaving, I've gotten Jana in touch with the Global Team Challenge uh, people, and they're in talks of starting Team Challenge, the first one in the country, in Botswana. So y'all be prepared for that. That's really neat, and uh, it's really exciting. It's exciting for me to be an ex-drug addict and maybe possibly be a uh, part of starting something new in another country that will change other people's lives. And uh, that's what y'all are doing when y'all send people over there. And I'm so excited to have been a part of this. Thank y'all for letting us go. Thank y'all for supporting us. And we love y'all. Those were some nice shower curtains. Uh, <laughs> what was that shower curtain? What was that? <laughs> I couldn't see. Yeah, come on, Tiffany. <laughs> you kind of went it in with them. That's awesome, though. So before I start, I just want to say I'm so proud of y'all, and I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of y'all's journey and for y'all's friendship. So I love y'all. Um, my name is Tiffany. For those of you that don't know who I am, um, I had to, I got the chance to be able to go two years in a row to Africa, um, but this year was different. Um, this year, I walked in a promise that God showed me three and a half years ago. Um, I'm sorry, I may cry. <laughs> um, hey, when I went into Teen Challenge um, almost four years ago, God gave me a vision that me and my daughter would be ministering together. And this trip, my daughter got to go with me. So that was an amazing promise that I got to walk in this year that I didn't get to last year. Um, so this year was very different. Um, I got to watch my daughter grow. Um, that was an amazing experience for me as a mom, you know, with the relationship that me and my daughter had. You know, the enemy tried to take her from me, and he did for a short time. But God restored that back to me. God restored it better than it ever could have been. And we got to go into the schools, and I got to sh share my testimony, and I got to watch my daughter share her testimony for the first time in front of anyone. And these children, teenage kids, um, and they just flocked to what she had to say. You know, Jesus was just pouring out of her. And it was just amazing to see the journey that we have had and to be able to share that together. So that was probably one of the biggest things that I really um, will always remember. Um, another thing is that me and my daughter got to go to a bar. <laughs> and this time, I wasn't drinking. This time, I went to minister to the people that were there. And that was an experience because... If those of y'all that know what my gifting is, I get um, in situations even here in America, um, my gifting sometimes gets overwhelming because I can feel spirits. So I can walk into a room and sometimes I can feel a little overpowered. Um, there, it's so different. The anointing just falls on you. And when the anointing of God falls on you, you don't feel any of that. God takes control. And we didn't back down. Like these, these men, grown men, were in our face, you know, just trying to say that, you know, what we were saying wasn't right. But we did have this one man that 
he was listening to everything we had to say. Um, he didn't get saved in that moment, but I know that that plant, that he heard everything that we had to say and just watching my daughter just not back down, you know, just seeing her just keep pouring out and keep pouring out. I'll just, I'll never forget that moment. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that the, I got to experience this year that I did not get to experience last year, which was amazing. Um, I got to go out into the community with Justin. And y'all, if y'all don't know Justin, Justin is low-key hilarious, okay? So we had a great time. We got to go into the community and we just got to sit down and we got to love on these people. We got to let them share with us, just talk to them, just have a conversation, you know? Um, they taught us how to make bricks. I got videos of Justin, you know, making, making some bricks for some homes and showing us what they actually go through just to try to make it, you know, and that's what that man did for a living. But it was amazing just to be able to sit down and enjoy and just spend some time with these people um, just to see what their life is really like because we have everything and we are miserable people. You know, we're so unhappy and they have nothing, and they are the happiest people that you would ever want to be around. Um, so that was, that was a joy this year. And one of the things that I probably remember the most about going into the community, me and Justin had kind of split off into this one yard, and I went over to this man, um, an older man. Um, he had no food. He was hungry. So, of course, I had my backpack, and... I started digging out every little snack I had, you know, because I had just gotten some free snacks from the store um, that someone had given me at, at the last little community place. So, I mean, I was just pulling everything I had out to give to this man. And I asked him if I could pray for him. And you know what he wanted me to pray for was food for his dog. He wasn't even concerned about him not having food and that he was hungry. He just wanted to feed his dog. That was it. So, and that dog did end up biting me, but, <laughs> you know, that's besides the point. But when I got back to the church, um, we actually were blessed with two meals for lunch, thanks to Pastor Paul. So, I got to get my sandwich together, and one of my, one of my, one of my meals, I got to grab it all together, me and Katie both, and I got to send it back to that man. So, one of the guys that went into the community with me from the church got to take that food to that man, and he got fed that day, him and his dog, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, just the last thing that I want to say is, you know, how Pastor Paul just says, say yes, and that's mainly what it is about, is just saying yes, because, um, you know, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips you when he calls you, so when you get there, God is going to give you the anointing. Whatever it is that you need and whatever it is that you think that you're not good enough to be able to help someone else, God's going to give it to you. So don't even think that you have to go on your own strength. He will take you and he will give you everything that you need for whatever it is, whatever task he's called you to. So just say yes. That's all I have. Okay, so we got Tiffany and Destiny live. Which one? Which one of y'all want to go first? There's a video of you. If you just want to play in the, no, nah, come on. But anything she says about me is not true. Okay, um, you know they they kind of you know I forgot to make that disclaimer. All right, so 
I can. I just want to back, backtrack a little bit. When I was a kid, um, I would go to Christian concerts, and when they would bring around the little pamphlets of the little pamphlets of the children, I always had this dream of going overseas to serve and just be a part of what they experienced. And so, whenever I was in addiction, I never thought I would ever get to experience that. I never thought I would get out of addiction. I never thought I would leave Minden. And I'm all the way over here in Africa with my mom, who we did not get along at all before. Now we get along great, but anyways. So when we get there, um, thanks, I'm a crybaby, it's okay. Um, So when we get there, we have this little orientation part of um, like what their tradition is and how they do everything. And so they told me that when a child is born disabled in Maun, they leave it by the river for the hippos to eat. And so Monday when we went out, the very first house we went into was a lady who had laid on a mattress on the floor for 33 years. And she was so grateful just to be laying there, never walked. And I take for granted being able to walk. I take for granted being able to stand here and talk. She couldn't talk. She couldn't walk. She was fed by someone else. And so moving forward, um, we would go, me and Katie went out into the community one day to minister while Tiffany and they all went with other people. And um, so we were just praying for people, and we were walking along the dirt road, and there was this big group of people off to the left. And before I could even know what I was saying, I was like, hey, y'all, let's go over there. So when we're approaching them, it's a group of guys our age. They're like 12 or 15 guys. And so I'm kind of getting nervous because I've done brought all these people that's with us over here to this group of people. And when I'm approaching them, it's a group of guys our age. And here in America, if I would have approached a group of guys our age and tried to tell them about Jesus, they would have laughed at us. One of them would have tried to act harder than the other, so they would have missed what God had for them. But this group of guys stood back and stopped everything they were doing and listened to everything me and Katie had to say. And the hardest part about that was we had to have a translator, and I would speak part of my testimony, and then I would let them speak, and then I'd have to remember what I, where I was to start over again, you know, so that was really the hardest part. But by the time we were leaving, they could not believe that we had come out of what we'd come out of, because I was the one in addiction, but Katie was the daughter who experienced someone in addiction, so she kind of, we kind of got both sides to it when we went out together. And so by the time we were leaving, um, five of them gave their life to the Lord. One of them I had a word for, and he came to church on Sunday, Um, And then there was a picture up there of me and one little girl after uh, I shared my testimony at the school. And this little girl, after I finished, I sat down and one of the tour girls that were with us, one of the older ones, came and she was like, the little girl wants to speak to you on on her own. And she sat me down and she was like, I'm ready to take my life. How did you get through it? She said her family was abusing her and she was stealing drugs and everything. And I was just able to encourage her of how I got through what I got through. So by the time I was leaving, I had asked um, our people that was with us from the church. I was like, can I share my Instagram and stuff with her? So the little girl messaged me on Instagram and asked me to pray for her. And we're just, we just stay in touch. And I, and I believe if that was the one thing that I went there for, that I was able to encourage her, and, like, we still talk. And so I don't know if many of you know me and Angela's story, but I was raised by her sister, 
and I didn't find out that she was my mom until I was 12. And so I would come home from Teen Challenge, and me and my mom, we couldn't even get along for a weekend. We would argue the whole time I was home. I thought she was trying to control me. I thought that she was wrong. I didn't, she didn't want me to go to Walmart on my own. She was just trying to protect me because we were in addiction together, and I held unforgiveness and bitterness towards her because I thought she didn't want me. So when we were going to Africa, we were gone more than two weeks total together. We never once got into an argument. When things kind of got some tension, I would say, hey, mom, you want to talk? We would go on a walk on our own and talk about it. That's a testimony in itself because I chose to forgive her. I chose to realize that she was a hurt person and hurt people hurt people that she wanted what was better for me by letting her sister and her brother-in-law raise me. When I chose to forgive her, our relationship is better than it's ever been. She's my friend. She's my mom. She's a person I call. Even if I'm sick and I'm like, oh, what medicine do I take? She, that's, she's just there now more and better than she's ever been. But it's a choice that I had to uh, make. And so that alone is a, a story of restoration of just being able to get along. Now, I've, I just moved back to Minden, and we have not yet gotten to it. It's going to come, but we'll deal with it. But so far, um, that's just my story in Africa of what happened there. And, and, oh, I have one more thing. So I was raised kind of like a tomboyish girl, and so we always rode four-wheelers, and I only seen one four-wheeler in Africa. There was just one four-wheeler, and we were in the village ministering to these people, and I was trying to hurry up and make my way to the road to catch this guy on the four-wheeler. But we kept stopping at all these houses. So once we got to the truck up the road, this guy come by on the four-wheeler again. So one of the little tour girls we were with, she was like, I was like, I want to ride his four-wheeler. So she flagged him down, and she was like, she wants to ride your four-wheeler. I was like, no, it's okay. And he was like, well, you can drive it. So I just took off on this man's four-wheeler where here in, in America, they would have been like, oh, no, she's still in my four-wheeler. And so it's just cool to see the difference between there and here. We would walk in people's yard and just say, Coco, that's how you knock going in someone's yard. They would bring chairs out and greet you. They were so happy for you to come into their yard and see them. They wanted you to stay forever. Um, and I was like, well, in America, we don't do that. Um, you go in someone's yard, they're going to shoot you, you know? And so it was just cool to see the difference in the approach of people and the approach of their house, their things, you know, the difference between the two. So that's really all. All right. So last but certainly not least, Miss Angela Wallace. Come up here. So uh, I'm always emotional, so it's okay. Um, this year was a promise from God coming true. Uh, last year when I went, I would FaceTime Destiny all the time, and she was still in Teen Challenge. And uh, I told her, I promised her that if she would complete Teen Challenge, that I would take her back to Africa with me someday. Little did I know it would be the very next year. Um, and she told y'all that we got along. Uh, I literally, mm, I was able to physically watch unforgiveness fall off of her own foreign soul. 
Um, that was something that I, thank you, baby, that I had prayed for for nearly four years. Uh, and I didn't know when it would come, but I knew that God had promised me that it would come, and so I just kept standing on it. Uh, this year, last year there was five of us. This year there was 12 of us. And uh, every single person that went this year had a special place in my heart. Um, last year I got to go with, with Tiffany, which was is my best friend. And uh, I got to know Justin and Emily over there last year. But this year I was able to take back Tiffany's daughter, Destiny, and then my other best friend, Kaylin, and her husband, um, and eventually Izzy met us there. It <laughs> was a wait, too. I couldn't wait for Izzy to get there because last year we planned so many things that we were going to do over there, and then the baby wasn't able to go, but this year she made up for it. Um, so uh, last year when we went, we were new. We didn't really know anybody over there, and uh, it was neat to see... CCAM's motto, come to life over there. Last year we were visitors, but this year we were family. Um, there were people that didn't work for the village church anymore, and they made it a point to come and see us at least one day while we were there. Some sat around the fire with us. Um, some came and ate our last meal with us and saw us off at the airport. Um, it was just neat. It was neat to see how much of an impact we made on their lives when, uh, or they made on ours when we were supposed to be making an impact on theirs. And so uh, last year me and Jenna talked about the Teen Challenge deal, and I knew when I left there last year that if I went back, I had to take Mike Davis with me. <laughs> and so for him to go and to step right into exactly what Miss Jenna needed from him, it was nothing but God. Um, and so, uh, I don't know what, it, I mean, there was tons and tons of things. Uh, the safari trip with Shannon and Tim Brooks was amazing. Um, whenever I first got into Teen Challenge, I met Miss Shannon two days after I got there. And uh, she told me about a trip she had taken to Africa. And I always thought, man, how cool it would be to go to Africa one day, especially with her. And so whenever I told her that, sitting on African soil, it was a pretty neat experience. Um, so I, it, I just realized on this trip all of the things that God had downloaded into me over the past five years. And uh, it was just amazing to see some of it, if not most of it, come to pass in one trip. That's all I got. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I guess before I turn it over to you guys, uh, I have a little something else to say. Um, when I got back, people just kept asking me, you know, how, how was it? Was it, a, you know, just a once-in-a-lifetime experience? It's like, you know, no, not really. You know, that, there's more to do over there. And that's just, you know, how I felt. Um, you know, I felt with me and Emily, you know, we just personally for us, you know, I, I just felt like, you know, we, we hit all the marks of what we felt like the Holy Spirit was telling us to do while we were over there, you know. Um, you know, take care of the team and uh, have, you know, Emily do, inner, you know, inner healing with Shannon and Tim and myself, helping uh, Paul and Jerry out with the, with the, um, the pastor's conference. It's like, okay, you know, there's, 
you know, I just hit all the mark, but then I just, just felt just a desire to do more. And um, so in Philippians uh, 1, 1, 6, it tells us, you know, that um, the work that God began in you, he will finish until the returning of Christ Jesus. So everyone that's stepped foot uh, on Botswana, you know, you're, you're, you're trapped into, in this thing until, you know, Jesus comes back. <laughs> um, Emily, she made a, she made a profound statement um, while we're in Chikawi. You know, um, there's sand everywhere, so you can see everyone's footprints and stuff. And um, she, she's like, oh, that's this where Pastor Jerry's been walking, right there. So you can just see his footprints. And in the spiritual, yes, you can see his footprints all in Botswana. Um, you can see his, you know, the, the spiritual fruit of it. You know, um, churches just being planted and, uh, you know, uh, areas just, just spiritual strongholds just breaking in those areas. Um, and it, they literally brought the nation of Botswana to their knees for Jesus and then we're privileged to follow along with them. So now our footprints are in Botswana, and um, we're just following along, and we're just submitting to their leadership, submitting to Paul's leadership. And um, this isn't just a you know one-time year thing. You know, I just just want to remind you guys that you know it um, missions is year-round. Uh, this thing's year-round. We're already talking about plans that you know. Paul, Pastor Paul is going back next month. Um, you know, we're already talking about next year and what we can do. So I just, um, I just ask you guys that you know, if you just felt even led right now to sow into these people's lives for next year, you know, don't wait until May or June. You know, go ahead and do it. So um, that's all I got. So anybody else? You ready? <laughs> the team's. Teams did did so well, so well, and I'm not going to keep you long. Um, see people doing this, so. but um, did you know that America, we have five percent of the world's population. That's it, five percent. Yet we use up over thirty percent of the world's resources. Botswana. You've got a country almost the size of Texas with 2.2 million people in it. That, that, this, that is the most wild rural place on the planet. And you've got the, um, the um, uh, two ma major tribes where, where Justin Emily and I were, were the Bakushu tribe and uh, the Baye tribe. And I know that doesn't mean anything to you, but you know, people ask me, you know, you've been all over the world. Why is it that Botswana has stuck on you? So I'm going to tell you why. Yard ladies and the men singing and, you know, and praising God. And they were, you know, they, they, they get up and, man, they, they sing. And, but we do the same thing. Not any different. But I will tell you what's different about the Botswana people in any other place I've ever been, if you ever see one of them repent, you'll realize that you're doing it wrong. They 
You know, we said, oh God, forgive, forgive us in Jesus' name, and that's good. No, that's, that's not repentance. When you see one of them repent, they're, they're so hard. I've hurt the heart of, they pray, they cry, they scream. I've hurt the heart of God. I've broken my, my communication with God by me sinning. And it, I mean, they'll go through this whole process of telling God what they've done wrong. Just so they can, that, that, that's not required. But when those people repent, it will change your whole attitude about everything. We all have a good time and praise and worship and everything. But to see somebody that's truly repentant, it's like when, when, when I got saved. I mean, it was like a bolt of lightning hit me in the back of the head, and I was down on the floor for 45 minutes in a Baptist family life center or whatever they call those things. You know, um, that was true repentance. But these people do it not just for salvation. Every time they sin, they go through it. They go through it. Why? Because they don't want to hurt the heart of God. They're so tender. So tender. It's so easy to preach there. Um, give me those pictures real quick. What happened is... Uh, <laughs> this is Pastor Kamunga. He's the guy on the left, I'm the guy on the right. Um, <laughs> well, you can see I cold as I'm a coat. I got a scarf wrapped around my neck. It's freezing, man. And, uh, but anyway, this guy right here, he's built, he, he start, he, he's built churches all over Nambia, Zimbabwe, uh, Angola, Zambia. And Botswana, but he is our he is our guy in Nambia over all the operations that we're doing, the churches that we're building in Nambia. And um, but this guy's a legend. I mean, just a legend. He's something else. One of, one of the most important men of God I've ever met. Right there. What's next? All right. This is these are the houses. What happens? Is three years ago, I, I came up with this thing. Well, two years ago called Base Camp Botswana because this place, it had great houses that had just run down and I decided I wanted to bring back and start pouring missions teams into this place and I called it Base Camp Botswana. And um, after they left, we finally finished the inside of the house. Um, but we're already under construction. I'll show the other, other pictures. Uh, you can... You can spit from there and hit the orphanage. I mean, it's that close. We keep going. Uh, Cabo. Um, but you see, they're nice places. I mean, how many people were sleeping in that place? Everybody. You know, and we've got eight more just like that that we're going to do. And so last year, we just had a small group go. This year, we had a bigger group go. And then... Before I left, I was told, all right, I don't go there. Um, I've got to go back in uh, next month 
anyway, I will say it. But anyway, what, what, what happens is what you set in motion, if, get, if it's God-given and you set it in motion, a lot of stuff happens without you even knowing about it. It just starts. I mean, if you start something and you just continue on and continue on, God does so much more because he's laboring with you. And he gets so much more done. So now, the reason I'm going back so soon is because um, well, Rodney Howard Brown's coming and Jerry's going to be in China or Malaysia, I think, at the time. And he wants me to set all that stuff up. Um, but um, And when he gets back, they're going to make me a shareholder in one of their companies so that I can get a visa to be there more than 90 days. So that's a a big, big part of it. But now, Christ for the Nations has decided to send five teams to base camp Botswana in June, July, and August. So what you put into motion, I didn't talk to anybody from Christ for the Nations about that. But God laid it on somebody's heart. And they got that ball rolling. And and, and when I come over there and talk to them, I mean, Jerry and Jen are both graduates of, of Christ for the nations, but uh, I'm going to try to get it fixed to where they're doing a three-month internship there is the same as, um, will, that will be acceptable as their internship program as they graduate from Christ for the nations. So in just two short years, just a, just a God-given idea that was placed. If you follow up, I promise you, he's going to follow up faster. He's already got everything laid out. His plan's already laid out. You don't know it all, but he does. And you just keep going and saying yes and doing it. I'm telling you, things change. Things change. But anyway, um, we've got eight more of those houses, seven more of those houses to do, and we'll have them done here in the next four years. But uh, I just want to thank you all for your support and everybody that that went. when we go, when I go, you go. That's the way it works. If you at all put any money into that, you get the profit's reward. And so thank you all for being so generous with, with everybody. And uh, I appreciate it so much. Ginger, you got anything? Nope. Ginger liked the mobile safari. What we did, we... When you when you go to the world, you get when you when you go to the world, you get to see the world. So we figured up how much it take to do an overnight mobile safari and camp out in the bush. And so that's what we did instead of going to Kasani and Victoria Falls this year. Actually, I like that better. But uh, but uh, so we're camped in this national park where there's lions, there's leopards, you name it, they're there, you know. And we're sleeping in a tent. So Ginger and I was sleeping in one tent and then Izzy and then several more. And um, so I woke woke up the next morning and I said, well, Izzy, did you hear all the animals last night? She said, no, because you're snoring scared them away. He said, if we could hear you all night long. I said, well, too bad. But at, 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 at 
that, that, that was the camp at Second Bridge. At Third Bridge, when it gets really cold over there, the lions will come into your camp and they'll lay up next to your tent to get warmth off of you. That's, that, that, that's, that's a little hairy. That's when you sleep like this. <laughs> but anyway, we had, oh, gosh, it was such, such, good, such a good time, such a good group of people, man. They came in and they poured everything they had into that. They didn't slack. They didn't, you know, I mean, they liked Barry Belay's punch way too much, but I went and bought a bunch, a bunch of juice and stuff because the juice of there is so good. There's no preservatives in anything. It's so good. And so I got it, and boy, I noticed berry blaze was gone. Somebody said, uh, can you go get some more berry blaze? I said, as soon as you finish the rest of that stuff, you, I'll, get, I'll get you a bunch of berry blaze. Berry blaze became an issue on this trip. I finally, I finally relented and just went to the store and got it for them. They were working hard. But anyway, thanks so much for supporting them. And you missionaries, thank you so much for going. We're going to be doing a lot more. A lot more. But uh, let's all stand and pray. Father, we can.